0: Hello, 180 Grams listeners. My name's Courtney Carthy. I'm one of the creators of 180 Grams and was the producer and editor on the show. I'm here in your ears to tell you that we've got a new show which has just been released, hosted by Jane Rocker. She's a music and culture journalist, has been for decades. It's called Some of My Best Work. It's artists' best work. They get to nominate a particular piece of work most likely a song that they feel is a career high point for them, something that they have some great perspective on that has changed their career for the better. There's plenty of great guests that we've been recording over the last couple of months, including Gordy, Ladyhawk, Alex Gow, Manchinaire. Manchin Air and Gordy are actually out at the moment, so you can go and listen to those episodes where you're listening to this now. Just search some of my best work. You'll see it. It's got some gold leaf artwork. While you're doing that, you can continue listening to this episode here and you'll hear Mansion Air. They talk about their song, Easier, which is inspired by a great scene from Lost in Translation when Scarlett Johansson turns to Bill Murray and says, does it get easier? You'll hear it in the episode, which is coming up now. So some of my best work, While you're listening, get over and subscribe to it. Hit the music.
1: From Mushroom, this is some of my best work. I'm music and culture journalist Jane Rocker. We invite artists and creators to nominate some of their best work, tell the story of how it came about and how it's influenced their career. In this episode, two members of Manchinette, Jack and Lockman, there's Alex on drums too, talk to me about their song, Easier. Soon after the three-piece got together in 2014, they uploaded a track online called Hold Me Down. It got them signed to Glass Note Music and on international tours with Churches, Alt-J, Florence and the Machine and London Grammar. But after all that touring, the band land back in Sydney. It's 2016 and they return to some sort of existence that doesn't involve playing show after show. What happened next became some of their best work. The song Easier, inspired by a scene from Lost in Translation, the Sophia Coppola film starring Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray, saw the three-piece nail their most iconic work yet. There's more information and links to the tracks from *Mansionaire* in the episode notes. The band is back in Sydney. It's 2016. They're worn out from touring around Europe and the US. Here's Jack, then Lachlan, on what happened next.
2: I remember we were kind of... In between houses and kind of just like moving around Sydney a bit, didn't really have like a proper proper homes at that stage. And I remember um, quite vividly Lock sending me a text saying, "Come around, let's write a song today." And
3: it was my um, it was my parents' house. It was I I think I I just moved back home between i was in that like weird little spot where you moving out of somewhere or like a house the share house i was living in was like to spend that weird gap where you have to move back home for a little bit before you move into the next place and i remember feeling like a um i was like hey mom dad do you mind if i like can i use the living room today to like my can my band come over and write a song and like feeling like i was 13 again like asking permission to to like have band rehearsal in the living room so parents house
2: and i was kind of like i was a bit i mean we were so burnt out at that stage i was like oh like what's the point like you know let's just like kind of carry on with this rut that we were in that was the kind of stage we were at we were working on a laptop with a midi keyboard and a microphone like I- in a living room so like you know it was like the most humble setup we had had the whole the whole year and um a bit of context at that moment was like we, i think we, we were finally kind of opening up to each other and like really like kind of wearing our, our hearts on our sleeves a little more and and i guess that to me was the context of the record uh we had had we'd been playing shows over the summer and i think that had kind of died down a bit and i think we were just kind of trying to figure out you know what does a monday to friday look like when when you're when you're an artist trying to make a record like how do you how do you how do you manifest good ideas and keep moving forward and keep having the good attitude towards it
1: i mean it's interesting even picking up on that point of feeling burnt out and and that pressure to i mean you've had hit singles and and many of them but it's that pressure, right, that even though that's not why you come together to write music, but once you've had one and two and three and four and so on, that the pressure's there to keep creating. But as you say, there was something that was just very raw and beautiful about this song and the way it sort of began that you felt – like is it that you were just more comfortable with each other? I'm not sure how the friendships have even evolved over time or, or what easier represents when you look back to the three of you interacting together.
3: We've had like a really unique experience, like knowing Jack and Alex for as long as I have now. And and like the dynamic between the three of us has been something that we've, has been like unique to any other relationship in my life. Because we start, like we became friends because of this band. Like when we started, the very first thing we did, like a very first song was called Hold Me Down. We barely knew each other when we were making that we sort of knew of each other cause we're all roughly from the same sort of area. It was like, Hey, like, let's, do you want to just come in and make this thing this one day? And that was like, we put that, we just threw that song up on SoundCloud and, and then all of a sudden that kind of kicked off our band and really quickly we had to like learn how to be vulnerable and get like, just even just get to know each other and, and dive straight into like to making music and having a few people watching and, we had to sort of like run the gauntlet of making mistakes and so i think when this song came about it was it was less about feeling the pressure of of making mistakes in public or 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 you know putting out songs uh, running that whole thing i don't think we were thinking so much about that i think we were just like trying to work out how we were still friends how our friendship had developed being a couple years into a band like that and you know we'd, we'd sort of like had to remember how to be friends and be vulnerable with each other and go back to like okay this isn't about like writing songs for somebody else this is about like how how the three of us feeling right now as people as friends let's like try and it seems so simple saying it back but like that was that completely was lost we had completely lost that at that point for us so
2: we were still learning at the time and maybe this was kind of the moment that clicked for us. We were still trying to like pull our own walls down in like how we were creating. I think at that stage in our career, at that very, very young stage, we were, we were all kind of figuring out who we were as artists individually while simultaneously trying to figure out who we were as a band. And I think doing that at the same time meant this, there's this real self like self-reliance and like, we ha- I think I remember writing easiest, like, it was it was the moment where, like, ego was off the table. We, like, just kind of stopped caring. We were just like, you know what? Like, we're obviously in this for a, a great reason. Like, we've been thrown into this, like, you know, somewhat of a public eye to make music together. Like, let's just take advantage of that and let's just, like, throw everything on the table and just be like, these are our emotions. <laughs> Does anyone resonate? And I think at that point, we didn't really give a shit anymore if the song was, like, going to be be successful in the industry or we didn't really like care if like management replied being like, Oh, we think this is the one. Like we, we, we chased that feeling for so long that I think giving up on that idea, like meant that we were able to create something that was like truly authentic. And I, and I would say that the reason we're still a band together was because of that moment. Like, I feel like we, we've always since then made sure that when we're writing a song that it, that it has like a, a, an emotional focal point, because there's just, there is so much noise out there and there's so many great artists and great ideas around it. Like if it's not coming from the right place, then like, then, you know, then then why, why vie for people's attention in that kind of way?
1: Can I also ask maybe even contextually what was sort of happening in your lives separate to the band in t- when you did start to write easier? I mean, I know there was like, as you say, transition from moving houses or wherever you were living and then maybe a little bit of time at home with parents, but even what was happening in the world and I wonder how that might have influenced just the creative side of of what you end up writing and and working on.
2: I mean, I'd yeah, I'd say probably part of the reason this song has so much context within the band and, like, it has so much of that frustration was I I think for all of us the band was everything. Like, it was the only thing that we had really worked towards over, the, like, the two years prior, and it was the kind of the only thing that any of us wanted. Uh, you know, we were, like, early 20s. Yeah, I mean, we were in, in share houses kind of hanging around, just trying to, like, you know, f- figure out, you know, how to jump to the next stepping stone and how to kind of, you know, be the band that we wanted to be. Kind of that's how I really remember 2016. That And we were always touring too we, we were always playing shows and you know that that experience for us really um I think formed us into the band we are like we 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 approach music now and writing music in more of a live format than we ever have before and and I think the easier broke down that wall and 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 like we could actually sit and buy a piano and um kind of and, and be open to to expressing ourselves together. I mean, it's, it's, it's even, even in 2020, it's still really strange for three boys to share their feelings in, in a living room.
1: Even in terms of the lyrics of the song and, you know, I'm stuck and just what that could mean. I mean, as you say, it's, it's that you felt that you all were, but then it's this unleashing of like, well, we got through it. I just wonder how you sort of relate to the song now a few years on. And if it, emotionally just really takes you right back because hearing you talk about it, it's like you've just lived that moment, you know. Easier obviously was a really profound moment in the band's history so far.
2: I would say too, lyrically, the initial idea for the concept of the song began by like me just resonating to the scene in Lost in Translation. And I think when you're writing songs, you look for these kind of like little universal doors into into you know how to expand on a feeling or because i was referring and like referencing such a strong scene in my mind that i had emotionally resonated with we had just attempted to kind of put that into song form so like the entire scene where scarlett johansson and bill murray are lying on the hotel bed is is literally like is the entire scene put into music for easier so i think a lot of the time when like making songs is is you can you can kind of just like take these like little universal moments that you've resonated with and just like put your own spin on it and just be like, I felt this, therefore I think someone else will too. And, and that's the joy of really like diving into a world of movies and cinema and, and just like kind of taking things from everywhere because art is just this constant conversation and dialogue between, you know, how to reconcile with, with our emotions and how to leave, you know, let some of them be and, and just how to like have patience to keep moving forward, I think you know the song really just kind of like diluted or like strengthened the fact that that was the scene of the movie and that was that was what we were trying to pull from so many of the lyrics are partly from that scene
3: we used to um for a little bit there we used to play the audio from the lost in translation scene before the song to like kind of just keep bringing it back to that thing that was was still like the direction at the start with us in the living room. Like it's sort of that scene and that, that feeling has sort of remained like super present the whole the whole time through this song's life.
1: I wonder if Scarlett or Bill Murray knows about this song. <laughs> D- oh,
3: absolutely not. Definitely not. <laughs> but hey, that'd be nice. <laughs> Wouldn't it
1: be nice though? Just yeah. Because even as you mentioned that bedroom scene, I mean I love that movie when it came out too as – and even just sort of seeing it sometimes now a few years on, there is just something so dreamy about it. But I totally remember that, that scene where they're just lying there. It's a bit awkward and it's all – but it's kind of peaceful too, you know.
3: Yeah. I read some like, you know, movie trivia thing about how apparently neither of them were having a good time filming that movie. Like apparently there was like on-set tension between Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson and it's like, ah, come on, I don't want to
1: – How heartbreaking <laughs> is that? T Oh, no.
2: It yeah, like, feeds into uh, the that, yeah that nihilism. There's even a moment in the, in the in one of the demos we sent over where we ex- where Locke and I are explaining to Alex, who had just happened to like walk in the door to like drop something off, that we were writing this song based on that on that scene
3: we've sort of refined how we how we do stuff but at the time it was like a a little bit strange for us to sit down with a with like a little piano keyboard thing and voice memos like that was a that was new for us um to write songs that way
2: going to clash too much with the...
3: Well, I don't think it could be. I'm stuck it's like, if we do it the first time, the second time we'll have to be like... I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Beforehand it was all like building musical beds and then trying to sing over and write stuff over the top but this was like kind of flipping that process for us. I think we made like a little musical bed just in Ableton that was a little bit more like like gridded up and a little bit more structured and we sent it to Alex our drummer who's incredible jazz drummer and just got him to like sit with it for a little bit and this is sort of when we yeah didn't really have a space to work and and he had his drums set up in his in his garage um and he was just recording some ideas with his like iphone with the like voice memo app he'd like drop them in and all these like little things and we were like wow these sound really great like they sound they have all this character like just rec- like literally his phone sitting in the in the room recording drums um which sort of laughs in the face of big you know 20 mics on a drum kit sort of recording experience and he came back with the that first beat which are all still the things that made the final final cut and then yeah and then we built out from there we, we wanted it to be like dramatic we wanted strings to kind of like ha- add to the sort of like cinematic um sort of vibe to it but then we also wanted there to be like like electronic sort of influence like that's been a big big sort of like touchstone for our band and so we were trying to find that balance of like what does it sound like when there's these like things that are inherently like cinematic like big piano and swelling strings and whatnot but then what happens if it's that contrasted with um, these big like synth pads that are sort of angrier and, and live very much in the electronic world this, w- The song kind of went through a few different versions of like where like maybe the like emotional cadence ended up like there's a few versions of the song where, it didn't it went to like different drum grooves or like different sort of like structural changes and whatnot and i th- i think we'd settled on the one that we did because after about like five or six versions we'd we'd realize that it it that was sort of like it in its cleanest purest form
1: one of your best works, what was it about that that you felt it deserved that sort of recognition, I guess?
3: I think maybe because it was maybe not the first time, but just like a really clear, like crystallizing moment for us. We sort of worked out what we wanted to do as a band and as like just, you know, three people making music together. I think it sort of came at a point where we were a little bit lost and a little bit like confused with what we wanted to do. And it was the probably one of the first times where we were like just just genuinely honest with like where we were at musically like in our lives and and so like the actual i guess in a weird way like the output of the actual song doesn't really matter so much to me i think it was more just what it what it kind of like stands for as as far as and the fact that it's been like a song that people who like our music seem to like a lot as well that's obviously really great i think the i think kind of ticking both those boxes for us has been is, is why it's sort of like held up as for us as like a real real highlight for our band.
1: Is it fair to say that was a bit of a turning point and then things really accelerated after that?
3: Because it's like yeah, it was a like slow the, it was like, yeah. like kind of brooding sort of, you know, it's not like a it's not like a pop hit and I think that like, yeah people people kind of like forgot about it immediately which is good and bad, humbling and also humbling. I think watching it over time build and grow and people finding it and catching on to it like it, I don't think it's ever really had like a big like moment so so for us it's just just been this thing that's been like this rising tide that's been over literally like over years and years as more people sort of find out either about our, our band or about that song in particular and then our band it's been really hard to like point other stuff that we've done back to that moment because it's not like put out a, a big top 10 radio song that then all of a sudden everyone starts hitting you up all that. So that's never really happened for our band. Like we've always been just sort of like chugging along. And I think we kind of, you know, we kind of like that we can go away when we want to, and we can come back when we want to. It, there's, it's very, yeah, it's very likely that maybe some of that other stuff that's happened has kind of come from that. But from the inside, looking out, like it doesn't, it's really hard to like draw that line. I don't, I'm not sure that that's only been my experience.
1: And I think it's very, it's fair to say that story actually. It probably comes back to persistence and your belief in wanting to just make music because that's what you all love doing, right? And that you don't really give up and things don't have to have an instant impact Mm. or sometimes people can be saying no around you that it's not probably what they Uh, want. But you're like, fuck, I want it. This is what we want.
2: I'd say the chain reaction probably occurred like more inside of the band. Like I think shortly after that, we kind of... Put our heads together and like started finishing all the other songs that we had been working on that we like we felt good about and we had dragged out our process of, of finishing a record for so long because we were just so sh- so unsure and and as easier kind of continued to gain that momentum and and continued to like uh, fans continued to to identify with it i think that kind of was the reason we were able to make a record like shadow boxer and i think now look like in the process of of the band and, and like looking forward We've just tried to do, like, have that progression and, 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 and grow and be vulnerable together and like be authentic together, but just do it in like a lot of a shorter time span and like just stop second guessing. Cause I think the minute you start second guessing things and, and, and doubting, you know, whether like imposter syndrome or whether you should be doing this or whether this is the song that you really want to identify with, or it's just like this whole idea of like, if you just keep moving and you, that you, you be patient with yourself and you just like allow yourself to continue to you know push further and further ahead, then like eventually you will arrive somewhere. And I think if you are constantly compounding it with with things that you actually resonate with, like in your inner gut feeling, then the more you do that, then the more you'll build up the confidence to continue it to you know to to write music that actually to, that actually really means something. And and it's why we can sit here on you know and talk on this podcast about a song that we wrote four years ago and, and how it still means something is I think that exact tangible feeling of, of what we're trying to continue to pursue in different forms.
1: Coming back to the theme of some of my best work and, and while you'll always look back at this as it being a moment like that?
2: I would say the reason easier is signified as for us as one of our best works is 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 just coming to that sense of vulnerability and authenticity with within the band, if you can keep the core of your foundation right in, in your relationships and in the way you're, you're treating yourself and, and working on things, especially in music. I mean, it, it's always been such a therapeutic process for us. And and obviously in many ways it gets, it gets distorted because it's part work and part fun and part hobby. But I, I think coming out at the end of four years of, of having easier, it echoes, such a deep focal point for what our band is. And I, I I think for us, um, when we write new stuff, we're in the back of our minds. We're like, you know, it's important to just, just to kind of trust your gut and, and keep it as, as focused as possible and have a blueprint for a song and have a reason for why you're showing up today. And, and, um, yeah, and I think easier, easier kind of, um, boils that, that process down, um, like as it stands, you know, and, and I think that's, that's why it is classified as some of our best work. I'm stuck, I'm stuck in my skin. Is that going to clash too much with the...
3: Well, I don't think it, it can be. I'm stuck within my skin. Like, if we do it the first time, the second
0: time we have to be like... I'm stuck, I'm stuck.
1: Froggett and Lachlan Bostick, two of the three that make up Mansion Air. Easier is quickly closing in on 50 million streams. Their latest album is Shadow Boxer. Check out MansionAir.com or find heaps of links in the show notes. And check out other podcasts from Mushroom where you're listening to this one. Big thanks to Jack and Lachlan from Mansion Air, Essie at Lunatic and Liberation Records. I'm your host, Jane Rocker. You can catch me on Twitter at JBirdRocker. Editing and production by Courtney Carthy at The Mushroom Group.